Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Top Bins with Twins. It has been a, I'd say, a minute. What What do you think, Luke? Since we've done since we've done a podcast, it's been a little slow in the Premier League and FPL realm lately. Yeah, I think slow is an understatement. It has been drawing on very slowly. Your accent popped out a little bit right there. It did a little bit. It's not a great word for it's like the Kentucky boy accent. right here. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> sure. 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 Well. It, like you said, it has been a while since we've been on the pod. So, um, hey, everyone. Hope you're doing well. You know, yeah, it's probably people, been... Tell the people how you're doing, Luke. Probably been a couple months since we talked to anyone um, as far as FPL goes because we've, we've been doing nothing with FPL. There's just been nothing to do, right? There's been a lot, yeah. of, a lot of important stuff going on, right? Between the EFL Cup, FA Cup, um, a couple of Premier League matches in Game Week 21 that lasted an estimated five years, I believe. Yeah, I like. have since um, graduated with three different master's degrees. I traveled the world five times. We've just been doing a lot of things, you know. Yeah, like we've had a lot of time on our hands is what we're trying to say. Um, but most importantly, I think that after, you know, after Game Week 21, that was uh, about two weeks. Well, uh, interesting little note here. If you wildcarded in Game Week 20 and rolled a twan- transfer, excuse me there, it was about 31 days until you would make a transfer again, which is just absolutely That's mind-blowing. Fucking horrible. After December, where we had six game weeks in the span of one entire month. Um, so big difference there. Definitely an adjustment. Um, hopefully everyone was able to enjoy some time away, still watch some football. Um, just not Premier League football. So we are excited. Premier League will be back tomorrow. I'm not sure when you'll be listening to this podcast, but... A lot of this information should still be directly applicable because we're going to be going over the blank game weeks, the double game weeks, as of this moment, what we know, right? And there are some speculations as to what could be coming out in the schedule eventually, but kind of just depends on those FA Cup and EFL Cup matchups and how they shake mm-hmm. out, especially with the replays as well. Um, yeah, so we're going to kind of break down a lot of the blank game week, double game week stuff. But for your up-to-date information, Ben Krellen's Twitter is the place to be. Yeah. he has a schedule that he usually updates pretty constantly. He'll tweet stuff out. We'll probably reference very, a couple of those in this podcast. But he good. is the um, the maestro for for blinks and double game weeks. Yeah, so he's, he stays on top of he it. Is, he is a great resource for that because he makes it a lot more digestible. So He definitely does. Um, excellent shout-out there, Paul. But before we go into blanks and double game weeks, how about we kind of talk a little bit about game week 21? Um, do you want to mm-hmm. tell everyone how your week went, Paul? Yeah, let's see. Let me pull it up. It um, wasn't the worst week for me, but it also... Let's see. So I ended up on 69 points, which um, not bad. Not too, too bad. I ended, I had um, a Cole Palmer captaincy, which paid out pretty well. He got 10 points, ended up with... 20 for me that's nice and then honestly in my team i actually had um my back line for once they're really good i had pedro poro with six ben white with six estupion with eight mm. and then the only other i had a gabriel jesus assist and darwin 11 pointer so it honestly it was a pretty good week for me i once again had moreno on my bench with seven points so Bench King strikes again, but um, as always, by the way, I, I was talking to Luke and one of our buddies, Kyle. Shout out Kyle, who's always in the pod with us, he's a great guest. Um, but 
I was talk, texting them today, and I was telling them that I really think going into this next game week, I'm going to have a huge week on my bench. Maybe you just hit that bench boost. I Honestly, I'm feeling like it's going to be a big week for the bench, but I'm going to hold that. Okay. We're going to hold it we'll, for reasons. We'll leverage that, that into yeah. a little conversation later on when we're talking about blanks and Chip how we're going to incorpor- incorporate some chips. Mm-hmm. But we'll circle back around to that. Um you know, it was nice to have Darwin for his returns this week or past mm-hmm. week. Dude, he's looking good. Ten goals, ten assists in, in all competitions. He's just he's, chipping away. He's chipping away. And he's, I mean, he's still going to be Darwin. There's still going to be moments where it's like, dude, what are you doing? But there's also like, he's getting more consistent. And he just seems to be a really good playmaker in this Liverpool attack. I think to an extent having Slaw out might be beneficial for him because psychologically he more of up. the burden is on him. Right, mm-hmm. and that maybe that plays a role where he feels like he has to be more of the man, right? Yeah. And no, in no way, you know, am I attributing anything based upon gender? But that's the saying, right? Um, he really does feel like a different player though when Slaw's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, so something to think about. Slaw's going to be out for a little while. Um, maybe looking at a return around game week twenty five. Liverpool could have a blank then. That has not been confirmed. A little up in the air at the moment, so we'll see about that. We Um, will get there. Luke, let's hear about your team. Yeah, so I was bang on average this week. The average was 47 points. I had 47 in game week 21. My returns were from Estupanon, Pedro Porro, Moreno, and Andrew Charlson. And I left Jordan Pickford on the bench with a nine-pointer and Brantwaith with a six-pointer. So ultimately, the only thing that I regret is picking Neto over Pickford. I thought Liverpool would struggle without Slaw, especially playing Bournemouth, who've been mm-hmm. in really good form lately. Um, they have tailed off a little bit, but they were in really great form. Yeah, you're like Bournemouth's biggest fan in FPL. A little bit. Um, you were you were so, questioning like a double, even like a triple up at one point, right? Yeah, I I took a shout on to Vernier, um, going before in game week nineteen before twenty. But, you know, not a bad week. I do feel like Odegaard, Douglas Luiz, and Gross have all really been disappointing. While they have returned at times, I I don't feel like there's guaranteed returns there. And someone like Cole Palmer really looks like he would have been preferable to go for on a wild card in Game Week Mm -hmm. 20. So that one's definitely bit me in the butt a little bit. And Cuckoo is um, sitting on my bench as he has since Game Week 20. He will be transferred out. Going into game week 22 is what my plan transfer is at the moment. Um, I won't necessarily say who I'll be bringing in, but I do think that Nkuku will be going out with the injury. Um, Chelsea don't have a great run upcoming either, so there's no reason to hold on to him. They don't, and it seems like, I mean, at this point, really, the Chelsea set to own is Cole Palmer. Yeah, it, it really is. He's the talisman of that attack. He's low low in price he seems he just seems to keep scoring or assisting in almost all their fixtures yeah and he's on pins so that is when i look back on my season that's going to be one that i got wrong it's a sliding a it's a sliding door moment for you Luke. definitely got that one wrong um that's all right you can still change it the rest of the way out you know yeah for sure you know the season is by far by far Still a lot of time to go left. Still, we're going to 22. We have 16 game weeks left. And if we think of all the chaos that's about to unfold with blanks, double game weeks, all of those, there are huge opportunities there to Mm -hmm. take advantage of that chaos, um, especially with a very big potential blank game week 29. 
yes. that is going to be difficult for a lot of people to fill it for. So yeah, so if filled a full team, I should say. Yeah, if you're if you're behind in the mini league, if you just want to raise your overall rank, this is probably the best time to make um, to make strides forward, especially by planning out exactly when you're going to use your chips, when you, how you're going to play these double game weeks, the blank game weeks, because honestly, the doubles are a really good way to make up a lot of ground, but also the blank game week 29. If you can somehow pull out a big week that week, then you're gonna like your rank's gonna shoot up. So agreed. Different. I mean, there's ways to target it. Everybody wants to play their own game, but that is a major way to get involved with it. You know, in a in a similar vein to what you're saying, I believe that setting short, achievable goals is really a good way to kind of hit those overarching long-term goals. goals. Sure. Yes. Great. You can use smart goals. There you go. Smart goals. So. My goal for my FPL season, right? I'm currently sitting at about 1.6 million overall rank, which is not ideal. Not where I'd like to be in this point in the season. My goal for game week 30 is to be in the top million. Something that I think can easily be done. That's what, eight more game weeks to go up until that point in time. See six or seven green arrows in there, or maybe five that are really big green arrows. I think I can easily get back in the million. And then after that, We'll just play out the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, Do you have any hope, Luke, for our mini league? Do you think there's any chance you could come back in that? Yeah, there is. I think I would. I need favor to be, you know, on my side for that one. Yeah. Um, and I need to get in on a couple players at the right time. I believe. Just so everybody knows, we have a couple of different mini leagues, but there's one group with like probably eight or nine people that we have that we've yeah. had for a couple of years now that I think is that we. Um, so basically, in that league, it's. There's two people at the top, and then me, and then Luke. Yeah, so, so we're I'm uh, yeah. pushing to regain some ground there, but yeah, we're we'll both see, hunting right now. We'll see how that one goes. Um, there's some interesting ideas out there for how we can achieve that, but um, for the time being, I think we should maybe take a little break here, um, and then we'll come back and just dive right into the potential blanks, potential doubles, mm-hmm. and talk about some of the ones that are already confirmed as well. Yep, sounds good. We'll be back, everybody. All right. back everyone i have a question for all of you do you ever go to the grocery store and shop and get everything you need then in the back of your mind you feel like you're forgetting something all the time that's my whole life luke that's what we feel like in fpl right now Mm -hmm. because there are so many variables out there that we just can't well we are we're trying to account for them but there's so many different matches going on player injuries different competitions when players going to return from those competitions blinks and double game weeks to be announced that it's hard to keep track of it all so sometimes we feel like we're just there's something hanging over our heads that we're forgetting and that's what we're here to do we're help here to help you sort through that and figure out what's best for your fpl team you would say we're like guardian angels Yes, but if there is an FPL guardian angel, it's Ben Krellen. Yeah, he without is without a doubt. So we're just some of the like militia. So we're we're just working to interpret what he's already put out there, and he's already probably interpreted it even better than we possibly will. But you know, we're here for the vibes as well, right? Yep. So let's just dive right into this. Um, so as of now, we know that a double game week in game week twenty five is confirmed. For 25, we have Brentford playing away at home to Liverpool and away to City. And then City have Chelsea at home and then Brentford at home. 
So mm-hmm. 25 sorted, that's done. In 26, we're going to have a blank game week, and that is due to the EFL Cup, right? So we have... There's probably going to be three... No, there's going to be two fixtures that are just yeah. going to be chalked off altogether. Um, and then next we have game week 29, but it's also possible in 26 that Liverpool could double in 25 as well, right? So the yes. blanks in 26 could be moved up to 25. Mm-hmm. So we could possibly see more doubles in game week 25 as well. Yes, so the, technically there could be four extra matches in yes. that week in game week 25. No, two. It would two. be two. Yeah. It'd be two extra matches. Um, and then we have the possibility of maybe even seeing a huge, huge blank game week in 29, right? As of now, there are just two fixtures that are confirmed, and this is going to be purely based upon the FA Cup. With the way that the FA Cup has lined up, there are only four teams that are out of the competition that will be able to play in that week so far. And with the draw that came in for round five, a lot of these teams are going to be in a position to where they're not playing Premier League sides. So by not playing Premier League sides, it seems like the odds are in, you know, if you look at the projected percentage opportunity of them winning, a lot of these teams are favored to win in the draws that they got for the FA Cup. So we could very easily see a lot of these Premier League teams moving through to round six. Mm-hmm. Which would which be creates a lot more chaos. A lot more chaos and makes our lives a lot harder as FPL managers. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, we also want to keep in mind that there's a potential for a double game week in 34 and a double game week in 37. The odds and the percentage of that working out are going to be dependent upon the EFL Cup and the FA Cup as well. Um, and so all of that, there's a lot to take in there. Within that, chip usage is going to be immensely important. It's going to make or break your season. And I think it's going to be really popular to see a wild card usage around probably 32, 33, somewhere between 31 to 34. Yeah. Um, so we will see how that plays out in the long term. But more immediately, I think we really need to be considerate to the fact of Game Week 29 at this point. Yeah, dude, that's, um, it seems like what, there's going to be two matches that week? There'll be two matches that week. And Possib- it's going to possibly be. Possibly three, right? It's going to be Burnley against Brentford and then Tottenham against Fulham. And mm-hmm. those are the four teams that are confirmed as of now. So, sorry, there's a little doggy sneezing. We around. got a third member on the pod today. We do. We He's do. just not very vocal at times. Well, he can be. He can <laughs> just be. not today, which is good we'll for see. everyone listening. It's getting close to his den-den time, so maybe he'll get more talk. <laughs> can't <enough>. say that. <laughs> He's looking can't at you. He's that. fine. All right, go ahead, Luke. Right. So, as I was saying, Game Week 29, we have two fixtures that are confirmed to happen. Ultimately, it feels like there might be a couple more, but we could easily go into this game week with three or four fixtures occurring if everything works out in the way that it could. Um, So with that being said, I think we need to be smart about starting to transfer in some players for these game week 29 teams. But we also have to keep in mind that in 26, Spurs are going to blink, right? Um, They have... 
with the way that it's lined up, they will blink in 26. So yes, if you want to start bringing in a lot of Spurs players for game week 29, maybe we look at after 26 to start doing mm-hmm. that because a lot of people currently have Richarlson, Pedro Poro. James um, Madison's back in the picture. James baby. Madison's back in the picture. Udogi. There's lots of Spurs assets out there. And by that time, Son will be back. So maybe Timo, we maybe Timo's maybe Timo's kicking it off by twenty seven, you know. I really the way Brennan Johnson's been playing, I think he's gonna take his spot. Maybe. But Brennan Johnson has been disappointing this year. But ultimately though, even with with Spools Spurs fully healthy, I think that it's um Kudusevsky on the right, Madison in the middle. And sorry about that, everyone. Our third podcast host had to go to the bathroom. So he, he heard was, me or he heard me talk about Denton. I don't know which one. Probably the Denton part of it. Mm-hmm. But as we were talking about with Spurs, I think whenever you have a fully firing squad and hopefully, you know, fully fit as well, you have Son on the left, Madison in the middle, Kuseski on the right, and then probably Richarlison up top. Um, we'll see how that goes. That's the one that part that yeah. Little skeptical about, but Timo could slot into that striker position as well. Um, so there's lots of options from an FPL perspective when we're looking at probably gaming 27 to start loading up on Spurs um, and try to get around that gaming 29. Because in 29, if it stays as predicted and we have a very, you know, say sub four matches occurring in game week 29, a lot of people are going to be struggling to, you know, field a full team for that. I mean, that. To me, it seems like, and especially if you look at the teams being Burnley, Brentford, Spurs, and Fulham, I mean, those aren't teams that are heavily owned. So realistically, when you look at them the day, it's probably going to be a lot of free hits or people just playing teams that are maybe wild. I mean, it would make zero sense to wildcard into that week. Like it really, it really yeah, would. Yeah, no, it, there would be no need to do because that. Because you'd wildcard in players you'd be stuck with. So like a free hit seems like the most likely option for 29. Yeah. Which also suggests the point that maybe maybe you just try to ride the wave for 29, take the hit with wh- whatever team you have, play whoever you can, and then save your free hit for a time later on when there's a double in 34 or 37. Double, you know? yeah. That's really popular. Um, so. if, you can, if you can free hit on a double, whether you have four to five plus fixtures that are four to pl- plus five teams that are actually doubling, I guess it'd be four to six, you know, ultimately. Yeah. But... In that position, if you can free hit every single player who is doubling, that's a huge advantage over the competi- over the competition, right? Yeah. No, it's huge. Um, it makes a big, big difference. And then something else that I think is really popular as well, right, is if you're going to save your wild card till, you know, mid-30s, something to look at is maybe wild carding 33. There's a double game week in 34. Mm-hmm. And then you can bench boost in 34. And maximize the amount of doubles you're getting. Same for yeah. 37. You could even do it for 25, right? Yeah. With the doubles. If Liverpool is doubling and that ends up being the match against Luton ends up being pushed forward, it'd be really popular for people to actually use that um, wildcard 24 and then bench boost in 25. Um, if nothing else, to maximize the players that you're going to have on the bench. So, and there's some really good fixtures in 25 too that are very juicy from an FPL perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, there, there's so many different ways to play this. I would say Luke that 
like we always talk about, it depends on each manager, on your team, on your setup, on the way you want to play the game. But I, I think one of the biggest things to use in this in the proper way is I really like your idea of like setting up one chip for another chip. Like that seems like it's very beneficial in the long run, you know? Yeah, it kind of allows you to you're you're allowed to build your team in a way that you forward plan with the mindset of saying, I'm going to wildcard at this point. So you don't have to be working eight, nine game weeks in advance just to get certain players in for a, you know, say let's say for example, game week thirty four double. Right. Because that was one of the other points I wanted to bring up about game week twenty nine. Yes, we have a limited amount of transfers between game week 22 and 29. We're, we have a set amount that we're going to get. None, that's not going to change. Mm-hmm. But keep in mind, if you're making transfers going into 22 with the mindset of 29, those players could very easily be injured, go out of favor, be out of form. So there's a. am just saying be careful with planning too long-term. Yeah, ultimately. I agree. I can totally right. agree. That's a great point. So... Um, if you are going to do that, you're going to need to plan very, very meticulously and also have a little bit of luck for that yeah. plan to f- fully unfold the way it's supposed to. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. Um, <clears throat> do we want to discuss like maybe our hypothetical plans right now or do we not want to talk about that in the pod? Do you have a preference, Luke? Um, I think can, as of now, it no, it's, it's okay. I think as of now, what... I'm thinking is keep my free hit through 29. I don't want to use it for 29, right? Um, that's just not not how I want to be using that chip um, because mm-hmm. having a very limited amount of teams that I'm going to be selecting for my free hit, that deters me from wanting to use it then because I feel like yeah. my options are very limited. I do think that the idea of wild carding and then either triple captaining or bench boosting right after the wild card is very appealing to me. Yeah, It won't be for 25. I know that now ahead of time. I, w- I will not be wildcarding for 25. So with that being stated, I do think there's a possibility for a wildcard before 34 or 37. And that's kind of how I'm seeing it. Um, and then the free hit will be used, you know, 30 plus somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I think in my strategy, I'll... I don't like to sit on chips for like the very end of the season, you know, because last year I kind of did that. And, and I think I like saved a wild card for like 35, 36, 30. I think it was like 35 or 36. And at that point, it was like our mini league was kind of over and like my rank really wasn't like crazy. So I kind of just took risks and played it like that way. So th- my whole thesis here is that like I want to use the chips when they still really matter when they can affect like how my output is and and per se just our mini league, you know? So I really like, I I mean, to me, it just seems like a triple captain really should just be used on Holland. He seems, he seems to be the, if, if so caveat, if he gets back healthy and city and he's scoring goals, kind of like he was last year, I think the triple captain is going to be almost impossible not to use on Holland. Okay. Let's say Holland is fit. Between 22 and 24, he plays, let's say, 180 minutes mm-hmm. total. So two out of the three matches. How many goals would you have to see to be willing to play that triple captain in 25? 25. Uh, I'd say 
maybe three, two ish. But but the real the real test though to me is like if he's back and KDB is back starting too. If we see Holland get in those positions, I'm it's probably maybe a full send. Okay. But but the triple captain is a really big chip, so to use it in twenty five when there's still so many weeks left, I I would hesitate, but I kinda do wanna use it. But it there's okay. there's a lot of question marks going into that. So yeah. Right. Right, right, right. My interesting shout for just game week twenty two that I think could be a very sneaky option for a lot of people to get on is Joku. I think they are playing Burnley at home. Mm-hmm. Burnley are going to, you know, sit relatively deep, right? If they're going to be smart, who knows? Company might want them to be going out, being adventuresome, but I, I don't know. That 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 seems like a tall task, especially especially at the, at the odd, you know. Yeah. No, I I agree, but I think that Doku could eventually, if he starts, he could have a really great day. I, I completely agree. But, you know, talking about that matchup, I, I think we've seen most of the teams that have been successful against City are teams that that take the game to them, you know? To an extent, but... I mean, like, really, I mean, think about it. Like, Tuchel's teams with Chelsea, Liverpool, like, all these teams really are teams that just don't sit back, pack it in. I mean, you can get lucky every once in a while and that can work for you. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you kind of have to, like... Go at him a little bit, and I, I, I don't know if Burnley has the skill level to do that. Also, so well, think about uh, no, that was Sheffield, that wasn't Burnley. Um, I mean, I, I just, I don't think that the level between Burnley and Liverpool is feasible for them to play the same way, right? The skill level is completely different, and the way that City make teams play, Burnley can't do what Liverpool do. Yes, I agree. Simply, I agree with you. Right, it's a simple fact. They ju- they can't go at them the way that a team like Liverpool would because they don't have you know for you know very American term here they don't have the guns to do it. Damn, right. <laughs> good God, Luke! They don't though, right? They don't have yeah. the firepower. No, you're you're right. Yeah, for lack of a better analogy, but yes, like a better metaphor. But I I see I see what you're saying. They they just don't have the ability to pull off that kind of. Um, game plan i guess per se yeah but at the end of the day i think that like you either i think you kind of have to go for it too a little bit at a certain point if you're burnley you know yeah yeah no i i do agree with that if we see an early first goal go in it could get ugly let me tell you it could it could yeah and i kind of hope it does (laughs) it might it might so from my perspective i think that a city asset is probably the best captain for game week 22 um, whether you think it's going to be Holland if he's playing Pep's... He was pictured in training today. Pep's presser tomorrow is going to be huge. If what he, time is it? Do we know what time his presser is? Because it's, it's definitely more than enough time before the okay. deadline. There's no question. They always make sure those are before the deadline. Um, well, with my nocturnal habits, I'll see it and then go to sleep. <laughs> and, then, and then... No, no, no. It'll be tomorrow afternoon in the morning. I know in the morning. Yeah, I'll still be up. Oh, well, that's not good. <laughs> I'm um, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. Luke didn't get the joke. I'm sorry. I, that one went over my head, if I'm going to be honest. Are you insinuating you're a vampire? <laughs> I didn't laugh at that one. <laughs> you didn't laugh at my joke. I'm not laughing at your joke. Fair play. Um, 
Yeah, so as I was saying, I think a city asset is probably the best option to captain this week. There are some other interesting shouts, but, um, you know, do you have any that you're debating at the moment, Paul? Um, well, honestly, in my team, looking at it this week, I've been, like, pouring over this all day. Just most likely because I see in my team probably one, two, three, honestly, four players that I could easily captain this week. You know, Elise's so back and fit, right? I know. I know. Okay. He, yeah, right. I, I for sure know. I was doing my research today. And so I have Alvarez, who I'm considering captaining. I have Foden, who I'm considering captaining. I have Palmer, who I know they play Liverpool away, but somehow, for some reason, I feel like he can put in a performance against Liverpool. And then also Darwin with Chelsea at home. I think there's so many different options here. And also, maybe a sneaky captaincy of Trent against Chelsea. Yeah, I like... Frankly, so many options. I like or Elise against Sheffield at home. I like Trent better than I like Darwin being captained purely from the way that I play FPL. Because with Darwin, you're right in the highs and lows, right? The XG merchant could easily convert a chance, right? He's been in good form lately. But what if he reverts back to what he was early in the season or last season? Um, yeah, there's and a he chance. really it's hasn't. Risk outstretched what he did last season too much either he's just on I mean, a on a good form on good form at the moment i mean I, I honestly have not seen the exact numbers for where he was at at this point last season but the 10 goals i don't think he had the amount of assists that he has this year no i'm just talking about the missed chances so i'm talking about okay well i mean yeah. i i think that the assists kind of help like raise the bar from like a from an fpl perspective yeah for sure. and like from a risk perspective too like it's not as risky because he's more involved with like creating chances too rather than just missing chances you know i think you could also argue that darwin's better this season because slaw's better this season too yeah i i I think the whole general like what we're saying essentially is liverpool themselves have just been better too like their midfield's a lot more solidified their back line has been a lot better this year so and this is something we even talked about yet on the pod but with klopp announcing that this is going to be his final season as a red we could easily see a Liverpool side that is, you know, emboldened and also inspired to be a lot better, yeah. um, you know, run the extra extra yard for their manager who's going to be gone after this season. And I think all of those players have a, you know, positive feel about Klopp from at least what I've heard. Absolutely. Um, you know, obviously in the dressing room, there's going to be some turmoil, but it seems like overall it's a very positive atmosphere and environment. Yeah, he seems so. to um, inspire a lot of love from his players. So and the fans as well. And the fans too. Right. Yeah, he has um, really good fans of Liverpool. I think I think other team fans are like ah, not so much. It's a little annoying. At not times. so much. But I s- I think we still all kind of respect what he's done at Liverpool. So we certainly do. Yeah, he's, he's been him. unfortunate to not get more titles or yeah. more more trophies in general. Um, but very, very, very good manager. You know, one of the best in the Premier League history for sure. I think, um, that for honestly, Manchester United is one of those teams who I could see having a really good week. Weirdly. Do you think Rashford will start? I don't even know what's going on. I know that there's been a disciplinary action and Tin Hogs made comments about it. Mm Mm-hmm. They said they handled it internally and it's been solved, but I think that was from uh, a Fabrizio tweet that I saw. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on there. It feels like Rashford might need to change the scenery. 
Maybe. I mean, it seems like um, Tin Hog likes uh, what? What's the best way to describe it? Uh, um, I think he wants players to follow his guidelines, and it's that or the highway, as we've seen with Sancho, as we've seen with um, with a ton of other players too in the time. You know. Yeah, Ronaldo was the first Ronaldo and biggest first. example of yeah. that. I I think Rashford. Speaking of Rashford and a change of scenery. I would kind of like Rashford at maybe, I don't know. I feel like his mo- next move is Barcelona or Real Madrid. I do, That's what it feels know, like for you him. You know what I think? He seems like a Bayern Munich player. I think that's a good fit. That's I a think good shot. I think that I think honestly I think he would absolutely smash it there at Bayern Munich because I mean we've seen his peak. Like last year he was he was a top five player in the Premier League. And there's zero question about that at all. And this year he just hasn't really found it. I think that's also due to United's injury run. They're going to have an up and down season under 10 hogs. So honestly, hopefully he can, I I've hated on Rashford in my own times. Like uh, there was a Pulisic Rashford rivalry and I let it get to my head. So I apologize. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I mean, I, I want him to do well because we saw his peak last year and he was, he was exciting to watch play. He's a great player. Right. There's there's no doubting that. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of him getting the game time um, and being informed. So yeah. we hope that it can kind of find that form again and continue to spice up FPL a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because if he gets hot, then the entire L template is completely thrown up in the air. Right. Because we've got Son and Salah coming back, expensive midfielders. And then that kind of reintroduces Bruno as a possible option. It also yeah. makes it harder to get to Holland, and KDB is extremely popular right now. So I think you you would see a lot of people going from maybe KDB to Rash. I don't know. It would be fun, right? And I think that would that's what we're looking for here, right? Is fun, mm-hmm. chaotic, FPL madness. Yeah, right? the most boring thing is following the template and just doing that. To me, it is. I mean, some people want to play that way. Sure, go for it, but. I think having variants, having different options, like that just, and it's great for differentials too, for your rank. How in the world would it be fun to play FPL by simply copy and pasting an FPL content creators team, Mm -hmm. right? That is the antithesis of what we're trying to do here. And we really just want you all to, you know, be in a position where you can know the information, know what's going on in the future, be able to make decisions on your own, right? So that's what we're trying to help with here. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of chaos, a lot of, you know. Opportunity. And opportunity that are to be had in the upcoming game weeks. Um, But I don't don't think there's anything else we really need to cover. Um, Paul, do you think that you're you're ready for game week 22? I have. I've kind of sat with what team I actually want to play this week. And I now that my team's not injured, every person's injured, I actually have options and choices to make. So it's actually kind of fun again. <laughs> and then, nice. like I said, the captaincy, I'll probably go up to the deadline with that one, which I really don't want to do because I feel like I always make rush decisions when I decide right at the end. Right. So right. I think making a decision tonight or tomorrow, early tomorrow morning is probably the way to go for me. Yeah. Yep. And I, I agree. I'm the same way. Let's let's just see how the bench plays out because I'm telling you, I really think this week I'm gonna have a massive haul on my bench, which I'm not gonna bench boost. But maybe it'll be a good week. Maybe it would, but I'm not going to. So we'll 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 maybe check back in with you all about perhaps before the deadline you consult with your podcast co host and I can help offer some inputs for what benching decisions you're making. 
Just yeah. so you can so, have a second opinion. Uh, AKA, that's that's Luke's sneaky way of saying, I want to transfer in whoever's going to be on your bench because they, no, they no, consistently no. perform. Kyle and I did come up with a theory that we should do that. <laughs> that we just find Paul's bench, put him in the team, and we're guaranteed points. There's, We'll see if that holds true this week. And if it does... Game week twenty three. I think I know what I'll be doing. <laughs> hey guys, listen. This this is kind of like looking at Nancy Pelosi's stock trades, where if you get a hold of those bad boys, you know exactly what they're doing. They're going to the moon. So my bench is. <laughs> it's like buying Zoom in pre twenty twenty. Or you could just buy Microsoft right before they sign a contract. With somebody, but anyways. Not to get on a tangent there. Not to get on a tangent here. But um, anything else you want to add to the pod? Like, I think we covered a lot of the blank doubles, chaos, yeah. like you said. As yeah, as we said, too, though, you know, keep an eye on Ben, Kel- ben Krellen's Twitter account. He's an excellent, excellent source to find information about how to manage this. And as always, feel free to reach out to us on our Twitter account. Um, yeah. We're sure. always there. Try to respond as quickly as possible. Um with, you know, different time constraints as well. So, um, yeah, wishing everyone a good luck in midweek game week 22. <laughs> That's a mouthful right there. Um, and then, you know, also be advised as well that game week 23 will be right around the corner um, starting on Saturday, sat- Saturday, February 3rd. I cannot talk right now. It's okay. Um, so game week 22 ends on Thursday and then 23 will kick off on the very next Saturday. So FPL's back. We're happy to have it back and good luck everyone. Hope you get tons of green arrows. Yeah. Thanks for listening everybody. And like we said, make sure you plan out that chip usage because we both need to figure it out. We both have ideas, but having a solid plan is the best way to go with for sure. And we'll check back in with you soon. Thanks for listening everybody. Thanks. Thanks.